Blog Talk Radio. Not my country. My country is me and my family. Countries also. Huerta. And the governor. The landlords. Gunther and his locusts. This little revolution we're having here. Revolution? Revolution. Please don't try to tell me about revolution. I know all about the revolutions and how they start. The people that read the books, they go to the people that don't read the books. They put people and say, ho, oh, oh, ho, the time has come to have a change. Shit, shush. I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the revolutions. The people who read the books. Only the people who can't read the books. The poor people and say, we have to have a change. So the poor people make the change, huh? And then the people who read the books, they all sit around the big polished tables and they talk and talk and talk and eat and eat and eat. Huh? But what has happened to the poor people? They're dead! That's your revolution. So please, don't tell me about revolutions. something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not point fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. A palace in which there is no king or queen or dukes or earls or princes, but subjects all, subjects beholden to each other to make a better place to live. Is that too much to ask? Are we asking too much? Is it beyond our reach? Because if it is, then we are nothing but sheep being herded to the final slaughterhouse. I will not go down that way. I choose to fight back. I choose to rise, not fall. I choose to live, not die. And I know, I know that what's within me is also within you. That's why I ask you now. Join me. Rise up with me. Rise up on the wings of this plane I know. We'll rebuild on the soul of this little boy. We will pick up his standard.
walk into this room at your own risk. Because it leads to the future. Not a future that will be, but one that might be. This is not a new world. It is simply an extension of what began in the old one. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. It has refinements, technological advances, and a more sophisticated approach to the destruction of human freedom. But like every one of the superstates that preceded it, it has one iron rule. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. It is a system which has constricted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silent, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. I appeared before the Congressional Committee to tell what I knew of activities, which I believe might lead to an attempt to set up a fascist dictatorship. A part of that plan, of course, is to induce the gradual surrender of American sovereignty, piece by piece and step by step, to various international organizations of which the United Nations is the outstanding but far from the only example. The consequent willingness of the American people to allow the steps of appeasement by our government, which amount to a piecemeal surrender of the rest of the free world and of the United States itself. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN standard. I had planned another closing message, but I feel compelled to say what I'm about to say. Now, I risk sounding like a conspiracy theorist, but it's no longer a theory. What I'm about to say is fact. The secret organizations of the world power elite are no longer secret. They have planned and are now leading us into a one-world communist government. On the outskirts of the national capital today, black limousines with darkened windows converged on a hotel where private security guards imposed ironclad control. The limos carried royalty, political power brokers, and industrial pipes to a secret meeting that will last all weekend. It's known as the Bilderberg Group. Could their objective be world domination? Money from our treasury is now being spent for this effort. We will have a new currency and a new constitution modeled on the Soviet Union's constitution. Our rights will not be inalienable. 
but they will be granted by government who can also take them away. This is terrorism of the most worst kind, brought on you by our own government. The strongest, freest nation in the history of mankind will be averaged into world communism. It is a big idea, a new world order. A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. The new world order is emerging. A new world order can be created. A new world order. The new world order. A new world order. The new world order. The new world order. New world order. New world order. New world order. A new world order. And the hope that each of us has to build a new world order. I think even that, even that does not describe why the world has changed so much and why the world has turned so much towards a new world order and a new kind of civilization. France intends to proceed together with all people of goodwill around the world. This battle to build a new world order of the 21st century. It's about the future of Europe and a new world order. A new world order. The new world order. New world order. A new international order. A new global order. President Obama and British Prime Minister Gordon today calling for a new world order. Is this some sort of a new world order, which, which Gordon Brown kind of alluded to? God is setting up a new world order, and his plan includes you. In an era of globalization, of political interdependence where the world is ever more swiftly opening up and the cliche about a global community becomes an economic, political, often social reality. In this new world... In this new world, British Prime Minister Brown today declared a new world order is emerging. We want to know what you think, so our poll question is, are you excited that a new world order is emerging? Or are you concerned about America's sovereignty? What is this new world all order all about? It is about a reversal of the American Revolution. American Revolution was a bunch of farm kids and get them working in blacksmith shops and working in other jobs, standing up to the greatest army on earth in places like Lexington and Concord and saying to the whole world that forever, no matter what happens, we Americans decide here and decide for ourselves our own destiny. The new world order is the reversal, the overturning of that revolution. That's what the end goal is. America is a rich province, part of their new world order. But I give you my word, if ever I stand up on that east wing of the Capitol and take my oath as President of the United States, when my hand goes up, their new world order comes crashing down.
of Gibson podcasting here, understanding the times in which we live today. Oh, yeah, the Taliban, huh? They got 75,000 soldiers, huh? Now, uh, 100,000, 150,000, they're just taking over over there, right? Yeah, you guys, look at those videos over there. That oh, totally fake. Uh, by the way, anybody, uh, if they're, they're probably taking it all down off of Google now, but if, if I got screenshots of some of it uh, before they did, because I already foresaw this coming. I just didn't want to say nothing. The Taliban had less than 8,000 soldiers about, uh, let's see, three years ago. And let's see here. When they first started at the height and the prime of their Osama bin Laden days, had fifty to 61,000. You go to Wikipedia for that one. And I wouldn't even get most of my facts from Wikipedia. So they had fifty to 60,000 Taliban, okay? That's what they claimed. And that was inflated, like, totally. I mean, I mean, most of them were Pakistan, coming over from Pakistan. So... Uh, listen, I know people that are over there in Afghanistan. I knew well that, that were over there, uh, and I, they, they have withdrawn most of the troops out of there. But Bagram, uh, Barum, uh, the uh, air base over there that they had there—that's where they did that movie there. Um, it was based on the lone survivor there, uh, Marcus Luttrell, uh, and whatnot. I mean, he could tell you firsthand on what was—you know—I mean, it's all a lie what they're doing right now. It's a big fat lie. So anyway. Uh, why are they doing this, though? What's the reason? What are they trying to, uh, uh, like, create this disorder now in that region, which there always has been disorder? But that Caspian oil pipeline is still very important for some reason. Do you know what I'm talking about, anybody out there? Uh, you know, that was a very huge issue in 1998, by the way, and that's one of the real reasons why we went into Afghanistan. The Soviets just didn't want to do it anymore. I mean, you know, they just – so – but anyway, that's a long story. We have to go back in time. But it's all a lie what they're doing, and I just don't know if everyone's seeing this or not, if they're believing what's, ha- what, what's going on. I mean, the illusion of the TV is just so powerful. I mean, how about the images they showed on Fox News, these people running in front of the plane there, huh? Does anyone notice they're all men and, and there's no women or children? Anyone notice that? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, you know, and, <laughs> and a couple other shots there. You got people talking on their cell phone. Where the hell are cell phone towers in that in that country? You know, I mean, well, what's, I mean, it's just, uh, it, it's, uh, it's it just told, the TV is just like remember Desert Storm. Remember years ago when they were talking about the Scud missiles coming in and they were doing the fake phony, you know, doing the uh, fake. Uh, you know, missile attacks, and they weren't even over there. They were in a studio in the United States. <laughs> you know, when they were, the scuds were coming towards Israel, remember? And, 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 and you know, that darn Saddam is going to attack Israel. That mean son of a bitch, we're going to get him. They got his ass, didn't they? You don't go after those Jews, let me tell you. You go after them Jews, let me, you're going to be in big trouble. <laughs> they hung his ass, didn't they? But, uh, you know... Uh, that's what I'm saying. What are they trying to do? What are they trying to – oh, I can't even talk tonight. What are they trying to put together here? It's insane. It's just insane. But uh, this new world order that they're trying to achieve and uh, the vaccines mandated now. Uh, new York City, you must be vaccinated or you will not come out of your house. Okay? San Francisco, you will be vaccinated or you will not come out of your house. And here in North Carolina – uh, the school children must be vaccinated in Mecklenburg uh, County. Uh, it's coming. That, that it's going to be mandatory. We talked about this last week. It's it's really moving rapidly, rapidly right now. They're really going full steam ahead. I mean, you're going to see things really unfolding right now. 
real fast. We talked about this this whole past year about the new world order, the five stages, and how they were going to go about go about it. And so far, I am 100% correct on everything I said. I said, don't get me on that emergency broadcast thing. I'm not going to get into that, but. The, uh, everything I have said, how they're going to progress this new world order, I've been 100% accurate thus far this year over the last six months. And the five stages of this new world order, they are on their third stage right now, fourth and fifth, will be coming in probably around a little bit after Christmas, and they're really going to shut it. If events don't really just start to really pop off here in uh, August and September. I mean, September is always a really big month. Uh, that's when they had the banker bailout, remember? And that's when they had the big gas thing uh, years ago, too, when gas prices shot up in the southeast. So, yeah, I mean, this crap is really going down, man. And what are we doing about it? Nothing. Nothing. We're worried about preseason football, you know. Uh, I mean, what are we doing? I don't see no, nobody doing anything. Nothing at all. I mean, I know we got our individual battles. I mean, I got my little individual individual battles too. I mean, I was in court last week. It was just, uh, you know, it, it it it's it's crazy. It's crazy how they got us all distracted. We have to come together as one, and unify as a country, as a republic, and restore something of something that we can stand upon, some sort of foundation, and come together. Whether it be through uh, the other uh, organizations that come on this show, the Republic, uh, the Repub- well, you know, uh, the NSM. Uh, you know, this is all, you know, everybody out there with a voice who has a microphone or who has a platform to stand upon, we've got to herd towards them, towards us, and start uh, unifying and coming together. And, uh, you know, it's great to hand out the literature, and it's great we have to start doing that more and more and getting these people off the fence. We have to rally the troops now. I mean... They're doing this for a reason. They're going to get us into a war over there for some reason. Something's going to happen here, I'm telling you. So 657-383-0616 is the phone number to call. And uh, I had a Connecticut there on the line there. I don't know where the hell he went. I guess he's jumping tonight for some reason. I don't know. Uh, But um, I'm going to go into the news here. I did have some of those up here. Uh, Ron Paul has uh, – Cabal has fallen – don't blame Biden, but don't blame Biden. That's Ron Paul saying that. Impeachable military insider claims Biden lied about intel warning of ta- Taliban takeover of Afghanistan. Um, it doesn't. Look, Biden should be impeached anyway. I mean, he's just he's, he's a clown. Um, speaking of clowns, clown world. Australian PM declares citizens must wear masks while drinking outside. <laughs> How do you do that? Um, Biden speaks first. Uh, uh, CNN uh, ridiculed after saying Taliban militants chanting death to America seemed friendly. Uh, thousands of, Af- of Afghans at military bases in U.S. report. Um, I don't know which one to get into first here, but uh, um, we'll get into this one right here. Uh, let's do this. NBC propaganda says Americans are terrorists. That's a good one. We'll go into that one first because that pertains to us. According to NBC propaganda and DHS directives, if you oppose the state's draconian COVID measures to inject you with an experimental vaccine that has killed thousands of people and created a pandemic among the vaccinated, yet it's twisted to attack the unvaccinated who choose to rely on their own immune systems and science, then you are a domestic terrorist. I'm going to play that right now for you. And that is, that is, that is uh, what they're claiming us to be if you don't want to be vaccinated. We 
be treated as they're a bunch of thugs, insurrectionists, white supremacists, anti-Semites. Six N is not enough. I mean, come on, you know, these shirts they're wearing? These are a bunch of thugs, thugs, and they're terrorists, domestic terrorists. In the FBI's view, the top domestic violent extremist threat comes from racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists, specifically those who advocated for the superiority of the white race. The third thing they want to do is to better share and coordinate all the vast trove of data they already collect on Americans. Because let's not forget, DHS includes the Transportation Security Administration, ICE, Customs and Border Protection. So every time people travel, they encounter DHS. And there's a lot of travel information and other information that they already have. They want to do a better job of analyzing it to hunt for domestic terrorists. We can declare al-Qaeda or ISIS foreign terror groups and, and, and uh, you know, take investigative action against them because they have no First Amendment right in the U.S. But we can't do that with the three percenters or the Proud Boys or the Boogaloo Boys. Uh, and that's the challenge for the government. Now, let's go ahead and put on screen for everybody something that came from an NBC news program on NBC National. People were pretty shocked because it, it, it is an extremely authoritarian statement. Potential terror threats, opposition to COVID measures, claims of election fraud, belief Trump can be reinstated, 9-11 anniversary and religious holidays. Now, where is there evidence that people that want to reinstate Trump or question the election are going to blow stuff up? And where is there evidence that people protesting masks that don't work and experimental vaccines that don't get people sick? Where is there evidence that we're terrorists, much less that we're the number one terror threat? I learned about it two months ago when they issued the new official policy of the Biden administration, the national strategy for countering domestic terrorism. But that's really what they're doing is conducting terrorism against us with the Chinese bioweapon that uh, their controllers released to take control of the United States. So, but see, the average person online thinks it's voodoo to know anything. So they thought I must have magically... Uh, just, 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 uh, just thought this up on my own, or I'm in the CIA. As if people in the CIA know anything. That's a low-level criminal organization. So here it is: opposition to COVID measures is terrorism. Claims of election fraud is terrorism. Belief that Trump can be reinstated is terrorism. As soon as Biden got his way in through fraud in January of this year. Now, six and a half months ago, the first press conferences they had with General Milley and with Jin Saki and with all these people and the Justice Department was protesting the election is terror. And then on page 10 of the National Strategy for Countering Domestic Terrorism came out two months ago, they made an official policy. They said any narratives of fraud in the recent general election the emboldening impact of the violent breach of the U.S. Capitol, conditions related to the COVID-19 pandemic, and conspiracy theories promoting violence will almost certainly spur someone to try to engage in violence. So 
Who tried to engage in violence last year and this year? They claim things only got serious when the informants planted by the FBI got involved. The defense also portrayed online posts involving violent rhetoric about the governor as satire, and their activities only escalating once an FBI confidential informant got involved. He told his group he wants Governor Whitmer's head on a platter. Assembly, uh, Board of Public Works, and a delegate 
to Congress were repealed and all the power and authority then vested in the governor and board of public works, except as limited by that act, were vested in a commission composed of three persons to be appointed by the president with the consent of the Senate by the act of June 11, 1878, 20 statute, chapter 180. Okay, permanent from of government for the district was established. It provided that the District of Columbia shall retain and continue a municipal corporation as provided in Section 2 of the revised statutes relating to said district, and that the commissioners therein provided for should be deemed and taken as officers of such corporation. There you go. The District of Columbia versus Henry E. Woodbury is the case, 136 U.S. 472-1990. That was a case there where it was challenged. Okay. The United States is a corporate. The uh, District of Columbia is uh, runs this country. It's the District of Columbia, and that's it. That's the United States. That's your country. Everything else is not a part of the district, the Washington D.C. corporate machine. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, I can't give you an entire civics lesson or history, political science or whatever, uh, political philosophy, whatever the hell you want to call it from your liberal universities, a lesson here tonight. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, the United States District Corporation is all uh, all uh, invested in the District of Columbia. That's your United States Corporation. Everything else, it's gone. There is no United States. There. So you have two constitutions operating back-to-back together, uh, coinciding with each but, other, but they control everything through their municipalities, which that's why you can't get any rights when you go to their courts and whatnot. You may get win here and there and get a not guilty verdict or whatever or, or get a traffic ticket thrown out and say, yeah, yeah, the system works, yeah, I'm a supporter, you know, and get patted on the back and go lick the boots of the, uh, the uh, police or whatever, you know, and, you know, you'd be a good, good lapdog for the system. Just because you want a lawsuit for $10,000, the system works, you know. Uh, but that's uh, – and if you guys – anybody wants to look that up, uh, I'll give you the website right here, and then I'll uh, go to the phone board to anybody that wants to call in here tonight. Supreme Law Library Court Decision, D.C. versus Henry Woodbury. You go to uh, www.supremelaw.org, uh, D-E-C as in cat, S as in Sam, slash D as in dog, C as in cat, uh, another C as in cat, A as in um, apple, S as in Sam, E as an echo, S as in Sam, and then slash Woodbury, okay, HTML. That's how you get it right there, that document right there. That's from the exact, that's from the law library. That's the Supreme Law Library. And that's where you'll get it. You won't get it probably on Google sometimes, but uh, you'll look it up. But that's, that's, that's basically on a nutshell. I'm not going to go over everything unless I get slow here tonight with phone calls or whatnot. But I can go over the original 13th Amendment if you want, ratified March 12th, 1819. Uh, it's all there. Uh, so uh, we, we can get into all that if you want to, and we can get into all that if you want to, the explanation of it, why things are the way they are. And that's the purpose, and that's the purpose of why I'm bringing this up and answering that question. This is why things, that's why you don't have a voice anymore. This is why you've got an idiot old goat walking around and assume, that doesn't know where he's at because you don't have a represent, representative government. You don't have a government that represents you anymore. So how do you get it back? We've already been over that a million times too. So with that being said, Six five seven three eight three zero six one six is the phone number. I already gave you some talking points here. If you want to talk, I don't know how many callers I got in line. I know last night it was very slow. 
uh, with the documentary I did, uh, not that many people uh, called in. But uh, that's fine. I mean, I'd rather play documentaries than talk, to be honest with you, because I've already said everything I have to say. People should know that by now. Uh, let's see here. Let me go to the phone lines. Uh, let's click on that there. All right. We'll go with the first caller here, uh, 509. Go ahead there. Hey, Joe. What's happening, Teddy? Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing, sorry, man. I just uh, marvelous day. About show. <laughs> sorry about that's that. That's all right, brother. That's all right. No worries, no worries, man. So, uh, I, man, where do I begin? Joe Biden. <laughs> I, think I left the door open, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, wide. I think it did. <laughs> oh, Shit. fuck. Joe Biden. Uh, you know, the uh, the clusterfuck mess that's taking place in Afghanistan right now. All those deaths, uh, all that money, all that equipment, all those facilities. Uh, congratulations, America. Guess what you have just now allowed to happen? For the first time on American watch, we have allowed a terrorist organization known as the Taliban to establish itself as the majority presence and elect itself as the government of the Afghani people. How about that? Isn't that nice? All courtesy of us, the American people, and our troops and soldiers. You know, which no uh-huh. offense to them, but they were, you know, right. they, they, you know, they, they, it's an unconstitutional war, you know, They're and uh, they weren't fighting for our freedom, that's for sure, you know. No, so. absolutely not. <laughs> so, you know, what's ironic about this whole thing? Yeah, uh, well, I want to ask say, you this. I want to ask you this real quick, if you don't mind. Um, sure. Uh, how many, listen, in 2001, there was only 51,000 troops over there, Taliban tr- uh, troops. How the hell did they get 75,000 in this, uh, you know, uh, today after all that we killed and abandoned and whatnot, you know? I mean, how did they get that many soldiers? <laughs> you it's know? simple. I mean. It, it's, it's real simple. There is no uh, to repel people from joining. Uh, you know, they're basically left to fend for themselves. And anybody who knows anything about the Taliban is you're either with us or we're going to kill you and your family. That, that's your choice. These are your options. You either join us, pick up a gun, and do what we tell you, or you and your entire family are going to die. Uh, the American military presence that was there uh, acted as a deterrent. Uh, from people wanting to get involved uh, with these yeah. illegal activities and, you know, su- uh, death squads and suicide squads, etc. Um, and, and that's why they now have a massive surge in their ranks. There is nothing to intimidate the people basically saying, hey, if you do this, you might get a bag thrown over your head and some uh, cuffs and taken away and interrogated. There's no, there's no so, fear of that. I think, though, that a lot of the videos coming out of Afghanistan are fake. I think they're – I mean, sure. you've got people running alongside of, a, of this, this uh, what, C-4? What is it? What's a C-3 or whatever the hell they call those things? You know, yep. the, uh, the plane. Transport and, and carrier. They're, they're, yeah, yeah. They're all men. Middle, they're all about oh. 35 years old. And there's no women or children. You know, all I mean, I don't get – <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I, I don't get it. <laughs> you know, it's weird. Well, see, here's one of the problems. This is one of the, the things that I, I just can't believe nobody is saying this. Joe Biden, a former Barack Obama aide, has wrote a book, has even gone on several news outlets that have said that Joe Biden has been wrong on every major foreign policy issue he has ever been on. What makes anybody think this was going to be different? I'm just curious. Right. Yeah, 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 that's true. 
You know, I mean, and he was vice president for eight years, and he got it all right. screwed, and he could, he doesn't know. I mean, come on, man. This is crazy. This is insanity. <laughs> You know? It is, and it's sad because, you know, mathematically, I, I don't know what the cost is now, uh, but I know back in, after 9-11, after the Iraq War and how we re- basically, you know, redeployed more people to Afghanistan, et cetera, uh, that the estimated cost per the individual U.S. soldiers, we're talking, so you say, for example, there's 250,000 soldiers in Afghanistan and Iraq, right? And this is just okay. theoretical. I'm not saying that this yeah. is the actual number. So you've got 250,000 men deployed. It's $3 million per soldier. That's equipment, training, food, clothes, ammunition. Three million dollars per soldier. So you do three million dollars times two hundred fifty thousand. That's that, that's a number that would give anybody a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the problem is, it's printed money, though. The Federal Reserve prints the money. It is. It's all fake Jewish yeah, money. Absolutely. You know. I mean, uh, yes, the books have to be balanced eventually, and it has to be accounted sure. for. There has to be some sort of balance sheet somewhere. But it's all it's all mon- a monopoly, you know, and a scam. But you know, Joe, what, could... what's fucked up with that is the Federal Reserve prints money that we don't have at a decreased uh, uh, value to our dollar. Right, and yeah. it's legal for the federal government to do that, but why can't we, as the individual, you know, supposedly, uh, I mean, you know, counterfeit produce our own money? I, I mean, yeah. if it's legal yeah. for the government, why, why is it illegal for us? That, exactly, exactly. You're absolutely right. Well, or, or the states, for that matter. Why can't the states? Sure. That's one thing I would do as, as if I ran for political office, which I am. Uh, if I can get in there, I mean, uh, I would. Uh, I would I would propose that we have competing currencies in this state, which is totally sure. uh, uh, you know okay for the state constitution. And competing currencies I've discussed before, you know, with people. Uh, I think it's a and, great and I, idea. I support that. Yeah, you know, this way there's not a monopoly. The Jews don't get right. their fingers on it no more. You know, they don't get their right. hooks into right. it. You know, they I mean, are, that, and, and it's just yeah. it, it's amazing uh, that that we have a country. Even even some of our allies have have come out and, and publicly stated we thought America was back. Doesn't look like it to us. And this is what Fox reported from uh, Britain and France and Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're correct. That's absolutely correct. Um, one thing I wanted to say, though, Eddie, I think what you—I don't know if it was you that talked about it once. Did I ever bring it up with you? The, the uh, judicial panel of multi-jurist, uh, multi-district litigation court—it's a separate floating federal court that where it's like you're getting mm-hmm. screwed over by the federal government. Oh, it was that, that lady that called into your show that was also on mm-hmm. my show that had her, two, her son murdered. Yeah, that's what. It oh was. yeah, yeah, I yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I remember that. Yeah, and there's a there's. I wish I. I'm gonna send her a message. I found my booklet here about the rules for that. It, how you can get a hold of that court. It's a floating, a floating federal court that answers to no one or no district. And it, what it does, it takes up cases that, you know, here, you know, on a on a, on a first come first serve basis, where you know you go in front of a panel of judges and they can, you know, where if you've been screwed over in federal court, or you have no. Uh, I guess you could say way to sue. Remember, we were talking about immunity right. and stuff like that. You can't sue. Yep. So, yeah, that, I found that. So that's how, the, how they passed that law just to screw her. 
Yeah, yeah, but there is a way though, and I got the rules right mm-hmm. here in the uh, and whatnot. So I'm gonna, you know, but that, it comes in handy because you never know when you got to enforce your mm-hmm. rights. But how? What's the answer here? The bottom line here. Okay, they're doing something to lead us into some sort of new world order. Some sort of sure. uh, we know that's coming. We all agreed on PopNap yes. already. The new world order is coming. Yep. So what do we do? What do we do? I mean, what's the answer here? I mean, is is the well, uh, I, I national think, socialist uh, movement? I mean, well, what, we've talked about that already. I mean, I'm going to start promoting that like crazy. So uh, <laughs> right, uh, I, I what, think what, that right what, there what, would be. The... Go ahead. No, I was saying, what what is that? Wouldn't that be better to coincide? Maybe do something interworked or intertwined with the NS, uh, national socialist movement and their their uh, point their 25 points of of uh, right. their foundation and coincide with the Constitution? You know, work together, um, intertwine it? Absolutely. I, I would encourage people, you know, regardless of what your political philosophies are, uh, realistically, the, the Republicans um, and the Democrats, they're not looking out for you. Your, your elected state legislators and governors give you the illusion um, that they're going to bat for you. Meanwhile, they're they're going over to Israel and praying on the weeping wall that every every you know <laughs> U.S. president has done before. So that tells you right yeah. there that they're bought and paid for. I, I personally would encourage people uh, to join the National Socialist Movement, NSM88.org. Um, put you your go. political differences aside, because in my opinion, the NSM is the only uh, organization, political party slash civil rights organization that's actually standing up. Uh, for for us, us white yeah. people, um, nobody yeah. else is doing it. The ACLU isn't doing it. And if anybody's noticed, the ACLU only seems concerned with taking up social justice uh, uh, suits. So the hell with That's you correct. and me. Our, our li- liberties and freedoms don't matter anymore. And I would say join us, get involved, uh, support us, uh, donate to us, um, and help us you know, take this to them. Like I, I – can't help but look back and think, you know, the, uh, the, the MAGA marches throughout the country, particularly in Washington, D.C. on January 6th and before that, um, if all those people were members of the National Socialist Movement and they did not engage in any kind of criminal activity whatsoever and they were donating, keeping up on their membership fees, we could actually fight these assholes where it counts and beat them in their pockets and in the courtrooms. That, that's well, like why the NRA, in New York, they're a powerful lobby, right? right? The NRA right. is a powerful and that, and lobbying group, you know. That's right, and and, and that's why in New York uh, they have this unconstitutional law, in my opinion, uh, that says you're not allowed to display uh, a swastika of any kind. I'm sorry, um, that goes against the First Amendment, freedom of speech and self-expression. Right. I'm sorry, if if little Trayvon. And his buddies can walk down the street with their pants all the way down to their fucking ankles and not get charged, not get charged with indecent exposure. Um, then right. I should have the right to walk around in public and represent myself in any manner that I see fit. So if That's people correct. were actually coming to us, we could actually strike this shit down and say it's not going to fly. Yeah. And what? Yeah, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but but you know, sure. like, maybe yes, give you me do. an idea. I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> well, like you know, I mentioned the NRA kind of lobbying or whatever. But how? Like, mm-hmm. say, say if you had four hundred thousand members and and they're all donating, you know, and pay, paying right. what not paying dues and whatnot, and they're and they're, and they're members. What could that What could that army do? Or I don't want to call it an army. Let's call it a party. Uh, political right. influence. Uh, you know, whatnot. Uh, sure. What could that do? You know, to to it could, try uh, to. It, 
it could seriously impact legislation votes, uh, people who get elected, and social as well as economic and national policies. For example, if we had 400,000 members that were maintaining their memberships monthly, uh, we would have a walk-in headquarters uh, just about in every single state to where you could pull off the side of the highway and go, oh, you know what, I want to look at these guys. And we could actually pay for our own members to secure the facilities and have people come in and ask questions and say, well, what makes you different than the Republicans? Or what makes you different than the Democrats? Well, here's why. And then they sign up right then and there. Uh, uh, you know, like you said, an army um, that that would be by definition a political army that, if it flexes its strong arm, policy changes. Proof of that yeah. is look what Black Lives Matter has been able to accomplish mm-hmm. by flexing their strong arm. The only problem I'm getting, I'm getting two messages right now on Facebook. They say, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, we elect uh, two NSM or an NSM judge or whatever, a party that believes in the NSM, a judge. What happens when a black guy goes in front of you? You know what I mean? Well, well, how are you going to rule? That's basically what he's saying. I'm not going to read everything. The rule of law would yeah. be applied equally. You're not going to get a harsh sentence because you fucked up and you're black. If, you you know, say, say a white guy comes in for the exact same crime. We're not giving him six months probation and Tyrone eight years in prison. That's just not yeah. going to happen. Like the Democrats no, no, do. Right. <laughs> no know? political party could remain in office if that was their mandate as far as equal appliance of the law. No party could remain in office under those circumstances. That's a great, I tell you what, now, see, you hear that, hear that, listener, you hear that now, so you can't say that, I mean, it doesn't matter what individual beliefs are or what a platform stands for, because everyone is entitled Mm -hmm. to what they believe anyway, as long as they're not taking your right to life away, you know, and I'm sure we're all not, we're all for not wanting to kill or hurt somebody, we never, that's not what we're about, you know, wow. Absolutely, and and a national socialist to... To that individual who asked that question, I want to clarify, a national socialist understands the right of all people to exist. We do not want to kill anybody. We simply want a country that reflects the traditional values and cultural heritage of the people in which occupies the land. You cannot have multiple cultures clashing with each other. Conflict is inevitable. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, you said that pretty well, actually. <laughs> I couldn't sure, say it well, any better. You. you know, without a, well, you know, not, Joe, not to be a kid yeah, you like or anything, me, but, huh? you know. <laughs> no, no you, you like putting me on the spot. I know you do. <laughs> yeah, well, I do, but you handled that freaking well. That's <laughs> all right. I don't yeah, mind. I mean, because um, that's one of the biggest things I get from a lot of people is, well, you know, you're, you're a national socialist, so that just means you want to kill everybody who doesn't look like you. Absolutely not. If, if you go to the NSM website, nsm88.org, and click our 25-point plan and read that, I guarantee you, if you didn't know we were Nazis, there ain't a damn thing on that plan that you, would, which, that you wouldn't agree with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're absolutely right. If you take away the the, the, the Nazi swastika off of there, and you take the uniforms off there, take any, all that off of there, you wouldn't have no idea. 
That that, that mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That, that, that's a good. That's another good thing. You guys should post that on there. Actually, pretend none right. of this is here. And how? What would you believe after reading this website? You know. Right. But the reason why we use the swastikas and we use the uniforms is because we do not want to hoodwink anybody. We don't want yeah. to trick you into coming aboard and then finding out you've been lied to because the ultimate question at that point is is if you've lied about something this trivial, what else are you lying about? And that's the problem the clan had is they're hiding behind and no offense to anybody or clansmen that may be listening or whatnot or if there is sure. any out there, sure. I don't know. No offense, but you're hiding behind a mask at the end of at uh, you know, when you're coming out and I understand, you know, what not that but that's not what it was intended for. It was to hide your identity. You know, and um you know right. and but you you're hiding you're, you're hiding who you are and what you stand for. What kind of person right. you don't want to be with a person fighting battle with who doesn't want to stand up for what they really believe. Absolutely not. Like you and me talked about in Reliance of the Clan, I will say this, devil's advocate here. I understood back in the early era, I'd say the first and second, possibly third era clan, uh, why they you know, covered their faces because they were a neighborhood defense group uh, making sure that their towns, their cities, and their communities were safe, much like, I, I might add to, uh, to the listeners, your, your new Black Panthers Party or the Black Panthers Party of that time, what did they do? They formed their own civil defense group, patrolled their own neighborhoods, and helped cut back on crime, racially motivated crime. Crime. And and so just wanted to put that distinction out there. Honestly, yeah, there's no real difference between the Klan and the new Black Panthers Party, except when it comes to the religious viewpoint and the uh, racial viewpoint. Actually, the racial viewpoint is almost in line with what, what Malcolm X wanted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and in fact, the matter is, is what I was trying to get is that we have to have some sort of unification as far as fighting yes. the major. Uh, because in the end, everybody's going to get what they want if we get that that uh, what we were talking about. That because uh, right now it doesn't work. Just the Constitution. We fell into a trap. No, here, it doesn't. And we've been hoodwinked. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I yes. think uh, one of your guys says that Ron says that all the time. Well, we don't want to repeat mm-hmm. ourselves and do the same damn thing over again, right? So why right. restore something and then, you know, repeat yourself into insane uh, 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 nonsense and, and murder? And a lot of people lose their lives over this crap, too. I mean, you know, yes, wars are do. fought. But, and, you know, we're trying to make a better world for our children, our grandchildren. That's right. But right now, we're heading That's right. right over the freaking cliff like a lemming, you know. I got another caller yeah, here. Absolutely. Callers. Um, let me try this one first. Uh, private caller. Go ahead. You go first. Hey, Joe. Uh, you, you try to get things up there, are you? <laughs> no, I knew it was you, so that's why I put you first. I say, well, it's got to be Sarge. We'll put him first. Go ahead. Because the other one was, uh, I recognize the area code, and he's going to talk our ear off about nonsense. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, what, what you guys are just talking about got me to thinking. And I, I had this sergeant I worked with, uh, you know, and when I was in Illinois, he was from Kentucky. He moved to Illinois, he joined the department, had a real thick Kentucky accent. And um, me and him, we used to talk from time to time. And by any normal standards of uh, what people consider to be racist and bigoted, he qualified. He didn't believe in interracial marriage. He believed in people living in their own neighborhoods. He was um, for even thought 
in his own way, there ought to be segregated schools. But, you know, if you send your kids to a private school, they ought to be segregated. And we would have a right. discussion about it, you know. And we talked sure. openly with each, honestly with each other. He let me know about how he felt. But let me tell you something about this guy. I never once saw him ever be rude or impolite to anyone of any race at any time. He was always fair. He always seemed to apply all the rules, regulations, laws fairly as possible. And I said, maybe he's just doing this because, you know, he's trying to put me off when I'm around him. And I'd ask other guys that I trusted if they saw the guy and ask him if they had the same impression of him that I did. They said, yeah. And so I would ask him, I said, look, man, how is it you can reconcile your, what I think, frankly, your bigoted notions about things with the way uh-huh. you behave for the job? And he told me, he said, look, this ain't me. I don't have all this authority. This ain't mine. It belongs to the people of the state of Illinois. They gave right. it to me to enforce the law. I, I do what I do in my private capacity as I can do, but in my public capacity, I took this oath. That guy was actually one of my mentors. Right. He made me wow. understand the importance. He was. He actually made me understand the importance of separating your private beliefs from your That's public right. conduct. And he was scrupulous about it. Now, and Sarge, I'm hoping, you know Eddie, why? that if you are the same way about that, I have no reason to believe that you're not. But sure. if you are and you mean it, that's fine with me. Oh, no. You know, Sarge, it, it's funny you should say that because um, <clears throat> I, I do the exact same thing when I'm out in public, rather, e- even when I'm in private. You know, I go to the store or something. I'll hold the door open for, for a person of color, a Hispanic person, whatever have you. Uh, I'll hold the door open. Um, and, you know, most of the time they'll smile and they'll say thank you. And I say no problem. And then most of the time when it's elderly people of color, uh, they say thank you. And my response is you're welcome. Chivalry's not dead. Um, uh, just because we national yeah. socialists hold ourselves to a higher standard, we are supposed to be the measuring stick of how to conduct yourself, period. Um, most people uh, don't do that because they've bought into a, uh, I, I would say, a certain culture. Now, this is where it might get me in some trouble with the skinheads because, you know, I myself back in the day was a skinhead. Um, That culture is a hell of a lot different. They're more like pit bulls uh, on a leash, and you just set them free and watch the chaos and mayhem ensue. Whereas we national socialists – right, we national socialists are educated – um, we conduct ourselves in a proper fashion. We can hold ourselves to a certain manner. We treat people with dignity and respect. But where that line draws is I'm not, just because I'm, I'm courteous to you does not mean I'm your friend. And if you fuck up and you threaten my community or my family, there will be hell to pay, period. Well, well, I'm going to tell you right friend, now, I know one you thing. Know? We damn sure can't trust just about any Democrat and all too few Republicans right now. What we need mm-hmm. is somebody who's actually going to observe the rule of law and apply the law equally. Mm-hmm. And right now we definitely don't have that. we got the most corrupt Department of Justice I've ever seen in my life. The courts are becoming increasingly corrupt. What happened in this last election should never have happened without it being examined by the courts, yet it was. Hey, Joe. Joe and yeah. Sarge, I, I think we can all agree on this. What America needs is a new party 
alternative. We've had Democrat and Republican since the beginning of time. And what has that gotten us in? It, it was almost like, for example, to quote The Patriot with Mel Gibson, which is a good movie, uh, you know, for, for the historical context that it was in. And when it came to levying money in support of a Continental Army against the crown, um, he said, explain to me why I should give up one tyrant 3,000 miles away for 3,000 tyrants one mile away. And that's exactly what we've got today. We've got elected legislators that are self-interest and indulging who have sold this country and its future generations down the river till the end of time. We need a breath of fresh air. We need a political change. And I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, you yeah, can. I got another caller here. I'm going to bring him on. Uh, he's been waiting a little while. Go ahead, dear private caller. Go ahead. Hey there, Joe. Uh, uh, I just called to say uh, I like the show. Uh, to me, you guys are like superstars. <laughs> <'Cause I've been laughs> well, thank to you. To you guys. No, 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 really, really. Because you guys are uh, really good. Um, and. Uh, and we talk about things too, that you know? other podcast, podcasters don't talk about, except for the NSM, right? Basically, because I've heard you call in there too before. So <laughs> we do what other podcasts yeah, yeah, don't man. do, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's um, the thing, though. If you're not going to change this country, you can't change this country and the way it's going unless you're not afraid to talk about the topics that society deems off limits. And if you don't, you can't. Fix the problem. Yeah, yeah. Admitting, I think Bert always yeah. says that. You know, you got to admit you have a problem first. Admit what the problem is too. You know, uh-huh. identify the problem. Stop, stop hoodwinking it. You know, and and, right. and that's what it, yeah. it's all about. I mean, yeah, I'm a mechanic, man. You know, I'm a, well. I used to be an auto mechanic, and I still work on on cars. And when I find a problem with an automobile, I don't say to myself. Gee, I really hope what's wrong with this thing is all it needs is an oil change. When in reality, I got to change the timing chain of the crankshaft. You know what I mean? I mean, right, it right, doesn't well. do me any good to believe that it's just an oil change, even if well, it is I mean, the easier way to believe and it's the easier thing to do. I got to take why. the engine out, tear into it, and fix the damn problem. Today we right. got so much dishonesty. You're not even allowed to specify what the problem truly is. Well, that's why I like calling into Joe's shows, because for Joe, uh, he's not afraid of controversy, and he's not afraid to go where most people won't go. And to me, I think that that's interesting radio. Yeah, yeah, there's different voices, you know, well, even though it fights me in the ass sometimes, you know, but hey, you got to do what you got to do, right? right? But how can we get a third party voice in there? How can we get a third? Is is that really feasible? Can we do it? I mean, I think we can if we get everybody out there, like, you know, handing out the flyers, handing out the message, uh, speaking the message, and standing up for, like this caller just said, hey, you guys are doing, you know, you guys are like superstars. Well, we don't want to be superstars. What we want to do is be models of change so that we can change crap because we're sick and tired (laughs) of the way things are going. Well, you know, Joe, I've said it for years. I think the best way to, you know, encourage people uh, to vote third party is, 
you know, whenever your town council is holding a meeting or your city council is holding a meeting and they're talking about their budget, social programs, crime, uh, the lack of police presence, show up. You know, show up in uniform. Show up and tell them. Do your own research. Print out the facts that contradict what they're saying and saying this is why we need a third-party alternative. And I guarantee what will happen is they'll tell you and they'll call security and they'll escort you out. And then as you're making your way out, you say this is why we are who we are because our freedom, liberty, and justice is dead. Vote third party. Yeah. And you know That's another right. thing, too, uh, caller, that you point out, I want to point out, too, with Eddie, too, it's like uh, the NSM podcast show. It, everyone can have a voice. Everybody can That's have right. a voice. You call into these other podcast shows. It was on the other night. I think Bert was talking about it. He calls in, mm-hmm. and, and he's hung up on. They mute him. Right. And, you know, and, uh, it was like one of those shows that only allow five callers or something or whatever. I don't know. I forgot mm-hmm. what the story he told. But you call in, <laughs> and, he, and, you, and you, uh, you disagree with them, or you bring this type of content. They hang up on you and they kick you off and they and they uh, mute you, you know. And I they mean, do that's that. not right. They, yep. they do that because they're afraid the that that having somebody on there like Bert or like myself or others that can actually challenge their narrative, they feel like that if they allow you to do that and agree with you, then they're going to lose listeners because somehow uh, they're the hosts are agreeing with bigots and racists. Well, I mean, that in itself should speak volume. If a host is agreeing with a supposed bigot and racist, what's that tell you about how far we've come as a society? That we've got a bigger problem than we ever thought. Don't forget this, guys. Don't forget this. You don't even necessarily have to have elective office or even hold a majority to be influential. Mm -hmm. Most Americans of all races don't support certainly the major tenets of critical race theory, but they have so much sway and so much influence in one political party that the people in that party are afraid to take action which might outright um, anger or, um, or, um, you know, disappoint them. They can't charge callers. As a result of it, similarly, I gotta you run. know, uh, you don't have to be okay. in, in the majority. Eddie, that's why Eddie, Eddie, go. Be Eddie, hugely yeah, influential. I got a call. I'm going to take it, but I'm going to come back. I just want to let you guys know I'm not I'm not up at abandoning the show. I, I just got an incoming <laughs> call that I have to take, right, but thanks, I will man. be back. That. Thank you. All right, thanks. <laughs> at least he told us. Yeah, but remember that. We got a party that one party that has allowed radical elements in that party to be so influential, they don't want to do anything that will alienate that part of the party. So they have a huge, a huge influence on the way that party legislates and, and puts out party platforms. Despite the fact yeah, they know sorry. most Americans don't go along with it. Yeah. Um, they don't want anybody else who want to jump into conversation here tonight, 657-383-0616. Press 1, unscreened, uncensored, always. And you don't have to wait long, usually, unless I'm playing my intro. Some people, I don't think, don't like my intro, so. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I got, it's documentary is actually what I'm playing. But, I mean, oh, somebody said commercials. I forgot who said that, actually. Say commercials. Sometimes I lose people on commercials. Well, you know, sometimes I don't have it. You know, I'm trying to get get together. I throw this thing together in the last couple of minutes. You know, I mean, I'm coming back from working or whatever. You know, I mean, coming back and you you only got so many minutes throughout the day to do what you want to do. 
because you're always out there doing everything you can do to try to fix things and do the right thing and be a part of something that, that you believe in. You know, I mean, it's, it's, and, and we all need money to survive. Uh, you know, I wish I wish it wasn't that so, or or if it was that so, I mean, maybe we'd be worse condition. I don't know, but you know, we have need money to survive. We got to pay our bills, and we got to you know do what we have to do to support our families and uh, take care of our homes, mow the grass, or what have you, or do your laundry. You know, I mean, but uh, unless you know you're a a guy, one of these guys that live in their basement, grandmother's basement, and these trolls that go around here that I can see a couple of them already already trying to get in here. But, uh, <laughs> but um, Sarge, uh, how do we get that third voice into uh, out there, even if it's not elected? I mean, you know, granted, we we know the boots on the ground theory of going out there, you know, uh, getting street action and and what have you, but. You know how do we how do we change policy? How do we how do we get out there and change the actual? It's like, what's like what Eddie was saying earlier. Eddie was just saying it. Eddie, you first start by being influential. Influential is oftentimes good enough to get the ball rolling. You you can be a significant enough block so the party you, or, or the group you're trying, the elect, elected group, the elected class, the group, the business corporation, whoever it is doesn't want to alienate you because of the influence that you have, even if it's not necessarily a majority. Yeah, or 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 being as, influential uh, favor, is enough, know? and and creating enough numbers so they are meaningful to somebody who looks at them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. When you get there, when you get there, there's no telling where you can go from there. Well, stars, you know, in San Francisco, New York City, and even here in North Carolina, it's, it's mandated now that you have got to shelter in place if you're not vaccinated. You have to show proof of vaccination, or at least the first vaccination, they're saying, in New York City, to go to wow. restaurants now, to go to the bank, uh, go, go anywhere. I mean, how is that going to – I mean, how are they going to enforce that? They said they, they're going to come out with a policy by September 13th of how they're going to enforce it, but the rest – it's spreading like wildfire across the country. What are we going to do? I mean, I, I just don't know. What are we going to do? You can't buy gas here because you're not vaccinated? What are, I mean, how the hell are they going to enforce this? Well, you first know? of all, the way they're going to the, – the, I think they've identified the center of gravity here, uh, and I think they figure it's private enterprise and business. If private enterprise starts to enforce mandates privately as a matter of policy, you know, like no shoes, no shirt, no service, that sort of thing. Yeah. Then that yeah, will be yeah. the, that will be the income that will be the beginning that will be the nose under the camel's tent to carry it on from there to either semi-official or official governmental mandate. That's how they intend to do it. If they're going to do it that way, I think there's only one proper response, and that is massive civil disobedience. It's not going to happen though. You're not going to get these lemmings to cooperate. Well, then we're going to well, be I mean, served. Are the numbers out there? Are we're the gonna numbers? Be we're going to no. be certain. I, 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 I mean, something along the lines, at least a prohibition. I, mean, I prohibition just don't see the numbers, Sarge. Prohibition wasn't just popular in this country either, and it was a law of the land. I Not walk really. into the grocery store, Sarge. I walk into the grocery store today, right? Food Lion here, Summerfield, North Carolina. There's a guy standing at the door. Would you like a mask, sir? I said, for what? You know, and he said, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he giggled with me. Yeah, well, well, well you know what? 
you know, <laughs> stop asking people. You know, I mean, look, even my goofy governor here in Georgia slid repeatedly. He's not going to lock down the state. He's not going to impose mandates on the state, not mask mandates, not vaccine mandates. There are governors around the country that are doing it. There are governors that are going along with the fascism. It's a mixed bag. That's why I'm saying we'll get to see what's going to prevail here. It's going to go along political lines, though, the two-party bullshit system. You know? Kind of tending to go that yeah. way as it looks right now. Yeah, but do you think you really think even blue staters want to put up with this kind of overt control and the most intimate aspects of their lives? I think there's a lot of blue staters that might even say, no, I mean, they're the people who always talk about my body, my choice, and all that other nonsense. There you go. Flip it on them. My body, my choice. Yeah, there you go. Right? Make their people live up to the... The, the uh, strength of their professed ideals. We all know they're full of shit, but that's still, right. make them live up to it. <laughs> they are full of it. That's right. AOC crowd and them, man. They're 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 really uh, they're oh, something man, else. Let me tell you, Green New about Deal. She's, she's going to be raped. Everything's about her, isn't it? This is <laughs> January sixth. She's not even in the Capitol building. She's in the other building. Uh, I forget the name of it. But she went in the Capitol building. She was afraid she was going to get raped. <laughs> Did you hear the story? The guy with the Viking, too. The Viking, maybe. <laughs> yeah, the guy. I hope maybe they're going to start raping and pillaging again like his ancestors. I don't know what's wrong with these. What's with these crazy people? Where did they get these neurotics from? If you would have saw on that video. Or something? I don't know if you saw on the video Mitt Romney, oh, how he ran. I mean that guy ran like a freaking pansy, like a fairy. I mean that. I mean, <laughs> oh, man. I mean it was funny as hell. That's hey, from Utah, funny. they are a little weird out in Utah, aren't they? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. But uh, hey, anybody else? Uh, excuse me. Want to jump in here? Six five seven three eight three zero six one six. Um, any other talking points, Sarge? You can think of the top of your head before I get the next uh, news story here, or, or the other private caller. Uh, actually, yeah, I got a couple more that just jumped in here. Oh, yeah, one other thing about this uh, uh, this utterly disgraceful Afghanistan withdrawal, and by the way, I'm in complete agreement we need to get out of Afghanistan, but not this way. This is just a damn disgrace. It's chaos. It looks inept and where did they get this 75,000 but but guess what? Guess what Biden did? Guess what Biden did? Once again, just like with the border, Americans aren't first. Now, I know we should help the Afghans that we put in this situation to get slaughtered by crazy jihadists by asking them to help us, and they did. So, yeah, we owe them something. But still, you would think Americans, in the case of an evacuation, should assume some sort of priority, shouldn't they? You think they would have had an out plan, too? The Biden administration uh, is not pri- giving a priority to Americans. They said so. I don't know. Let's know that Benghazi happened here. Other private caller, you got anything you want to add real quick? Vietnam, they did. Here? You know, during the Vietnam evacuation, they still gave priority to Americans with American troops there. I know. I know. <laughs> All right. I guess you'd be. Well. Anything you want to add there, sir? No? All right. Uh, Let's go to yeah. The yeah. Oh, you do? Okay. I stay in California, and um, I'm glad that I stay in uh, in San Bernardino because over here uh, we could walk into the store with a mask or without a mask, 
And um, really? I don't even go to uh, Los Angeles like anymore. Well, Los Angeles, what the uh, hell, man? That's, that's frick. freaking, that's got to be a death <laughs> trap. I mean, you go turn down the wrong street there, you're going to be, uh, you know, I don't know what color you are, caller, but uh, I guess even if you're uh, black, you know, or Hispanic, it's wrong gang color, you know, they'll kill you. I heard it's a war zone yeah. on some of those streets, you know? Well, yeah, uh, with me, I'm Hispanic, and um, as a kid, I was always looked at because I look white, you know, and I always, uh, uh, the Mexican people uh, wouldn't, like, accept so, me. Oh, because, what do they call that? We white. know blacks are called Uncle Toms. What do they call Hispanic people in, within the Hispanic crowd? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. They I... call them, uh, in Spanish, uh, they call them apochos. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, oh, and uh, my mother, uh, her family comes from uh, Spain, but uh, she was born in Mexico, and my dad's oh, okay. family is also uh, from Spain. So, uh, yeah, um, that's, that's why, like, I call to see if uh, if they allow, uh, like, Spanish people in the NSM, yeah. But, but yeah. since my mother was born in Mexico, I'm probably not uh, qualified. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Connecticut, you, what do you got to add here tonight? You're, you just called in. Go ahead. Well, what I got to add is what you need to do when you're asked for your vaccination card, because we walk around here, too, and I don't wear a mask in the store, and we don't have to. But But it's coming. It's coming, and it's coming. So you go into a restaurant, you go into your pharmacy, you, you go you, you, you go anywhere and you're greeted and, you know, and they say hi and you say, you know, hi, table for two, please. And they say, sure, uh, and your name and you say, you know, my name's Bitbanker. And they say, great, do you have, do you, do you and your guest have your vaccination cards? And you respond, and we do. Can you tell us who our server will be tonight? Uh, well, it looks like Tom will be your server tonight. And you can say, great. Can you show us Tom's vaccination card? And also, can you provide me with proof that Tom is not a carrier of HIV, hepatitis A or B, or any other communicable diseases? Also, we would prefer prefer not to be served by someone who is on or uses recreational drugs such as marijuana, cocaine, meth, fentanyl, etc. So if you can provide us with Tom's most recent box screen, that would be great. I love there you that. go. Awesome. Beautiful, sir. That is beautiful. You are, you get the bell. Beautiful. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. That is awesome. Yep. We got to come up with the people's policy, Sarge. We're going to start it right yeah, here. I like it. Hey, he's got, hey, he's got, he's got part of the civil dis- disobedience stick already. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. But the problem uh, is, the though, is you walk into a bank or something like that, they'll, they don't care. They just tell you to leave. You know, they don't care. Well, sir, it's our policy. Well, it's my policy. What do you do when you confront that, when they say, sir, it's our policy? And you say, well, it's my policy. Then what? Now you're at a stalemate. Well, like I said, that, that that's where, remember what I said, the word I used was massive civil disobedience? Because yeah. one or two people, it'll, be, it'll just be a statement of principle, and it might inspire others to do the same thing, maybe, maybe not. But we got to get people to agree that we just all need to get together and stop obeying this thing. Well, and then, we got right. to put the word out. Businesses will have no choice but to change their policies or lose business and otherwise. And the government would have to figure out, look, we ain't got enough jails to put all these people in. Well, you know, I, well, I you tell you know. what, whatever, 
Go ahead, Kenneck. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you should know better than, than anybody else, the Uniform Commercial Code. This is our policy, and 99 out of 100 people will remain mute and accept their policy. It, therefore, you formed a contract. Now, if you, if you rebut that, then you haven't confirmed the contract, and their policy doesn't matter. And they have a right to tell you to go, but, and you can go, but you have a right to negotiate the contract. Yeah. 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 Well, Ms. Doe, you're going to get it's like when I had that problem with Gold's Gym, you know, with the membership thing or whatever. You know, they don't accept Federal Reserve notes, you know, and they don't accept and when it said when there's a law that says they have to. They have. And it says right on the freaking dollar bill for all debts, public and private. So what, what you know, but then the police show up and I had the police come. I called the police on them and, uh, uh, you know, and they they came. And the cops didn't know what the hell they're talking about. And basically at the end, it's just you leave and handle it or hire a lawyer, you know. That's what they're going to do. Well, I believe if I believe if they've refused your money, then you no longer owe it to them. Well, no, I know, but you didn't get the service yet either. It's like a gas station. If you go to buy gas and you go in with a hundred dollar bill, and they say we can't make change. Well, I'm almost out of gas. What do I do? You know, I mean, you know, uh, I'm buying fifty dollars worth of gas. You can't make change for a hundred dollar bill. You know, I, I don't like stuff like that. Well, they may get robbed or whatever, but they're insured. I mean, you know, it's all. I know for safety reasons, you don't want cashiers, you know, whatnot, having a lot of money in the cash register. Sergeant was a police officer; he knows about safety. You know, I get all that and everything, but you know, y- y- you have to use your own discretion. It's called common sense, you know. See, Joe, that's what's so bad about this. They're using these private entities as proxies for the government, the government to do policies the government's not constitutionally allowed to do. That's what's so bad about it. Yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely correct. You are 100% correct. I mean, but they're making it mandated now, this vaccination thing, and it's pretty scary. You know, I mean, you got kids that go to school. You're going to, I mean, what happens? You don't send your kid to school now. You're in trouble. Truancy. You know, I mean, what do you do? You know, it's coming to that conflict time where, you know, they're going to, I mean, there has to be some mass. Something's going to give here where something, Sarge, I said in the beginning of the podcast, something's going to give where all this is going to get brushed under the rug. They're going to do a war. They're going to do something to hoodwink us. Something's going to happen where it's all going to go away or there's going to be a magical cure or something's going to, something has to happen. It's like 9-11. What was happening right before 9-11? That was, that, was, that was hoarding up all the news. Remember, nothing happened for a while. Was, Oklahoma City was the first, uh, I think, the last major thing that happened. And it was getting kind of boring, the George Bush election and whatnot with uh, Gore. You know, uh, you know, it was close election. But there was nothing really going on. And all of a sudden, boom, they pulled that thing, the 9-11 thing. You know, I mean, where, where – so what happened? You know, what was happening? You know, what, what, what did they do? You know, what, what do you think they got on the horizon here? Afghanistan seems like a powder keg. Ready to go? I mean, what I know can they, they got do? on the horizon, but it, it won't be the thing they'll use to excuse it, um, not excuse it, but to uh, implement it. They'll use whatever it is you're talking about that might be the next big thing that will get us all hopped up and bothered. It's the Great Reset, Joe. That's what they're yeah. after, the Great yeah. Reset. But they're going to yeah. use means to implement the Great Reset possibly along the lines of what you're talking about, as to what that will specifically be, I don't know. But uh, it's safe to say it will be something that will get the hysterics hot and bothered like this COVID is. This COVID's damn near done it already, man. 
Yeah, got, I mean, all kind of people in the country hysterical. You got these crazy women on these school boards who say a child not wearing a mask coming near another child is committing an act of murder. And she's serious. She's not just saying it for hyper, hyperbolic effect. She's serious. This is hysteria, yeah. man. This isn't common sense. This COVID reason. vaccine really bothers me. It's she probably works at Vaccine Walters. Waters. Yeah, well, well, you know, I don't know. I don't know. This vaccine thing really scares me, though. It bothers me because I don't want to put that damn thing in my body. And look what the side effects. I mean, it's just, you know, and and they're going to put us all in a position where we have to take it. You know, you you won't have a checking account. You won't do business nowhere. What are you going to do? You know, I mean, what can you do? I'm not getting this booster thing. I just, I'm, I've already made my decision. I'm not getting it. I'm vaccinated. If it's not good enough, I'm just going to rely on natural immunity. And if natural immunity ain't good enough, I didn't anticipate getting out this life alive anyway. Well, they're coming out with ways now where people are going to counterfeit it and say, yeah, I got it, you know, and then come produce fake uh, documents. I'm not condoning that, by the way. I'm not telling anybody to do that, but that's what they, you know, it's going to come to, say, I got it already, you know. Uh, well, hell, we let a guy become president of the United States with a fabricated birth certificate, didn't we? <laughs> Big deal. Joe Biden Wyden. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a he's a winner. Let me tell you. You see him sitting at that big table there. Where was he at? All by himself on that that press shot there. They did. I saw that on the news. Fabricated birth certificate. That was Obama. Right. No, no. It, it, it yeah, was oh, yeah, yeah. Fabricated birth certificate. We let him become president of the United States. We had two forensic document examination firms on two different continents who said it was fake and gave the specific reasons as to why. Yeah. Hey, he's running under the American Party. Somebody said something here in the chat room. I got Pianchi, I think, on the line here. Hang on. The Larry Elder is getting a lot of support here in California. He's running under the America American Party. I know, I know too much about the American Party, so, Sarge. Uh, let me get Pianchi on here. Maybe we can talk about that after Bianchi. Yeah, let, let Bianchi explain it, but that's hey, a beautiful thing. I love Larry Elder, man. He's smart as a whip, and he's got a photographic memory. Okay. Well, you know, we got to fight, Joseph. Simple as that. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Give but, it you know, the the thing that, that uh, you know, people should be going to the school board and getting rid, getting these people off the board. That's another thing. Uh, they got to use the powers that they have. They, they are nowhere near using those powers. That's true. And you got to fight. And as I said before, white folks has got to get off their lazy ass and start fighting for this country. Ain't enough blacks like me in charge. I'm sorry. <laughs> there's no, I, don't there's there's, I don't think there's any two like you. <laughs> I think you're the only two in the country. Oh, there's a few now. They just don't get the publicity, but they're out there. Believe me. All right. Not enough, but they're out there. We need to hear them. We need to hear them. We need to come out. We need to hear their voices. We got to get get this thing going. So let me tell you. Let, let me ask everybody this for, for to basically get ready here to wind down the podcast. But look, I'll go down the last or Bianca because he can't hold it first. What do you see really happening in the next three years? How I mean, in your opinion, throughout your life experiences, what do you? How do you see things shaping up? Well, it's hard to say because I've never seen some of the things that I see now going on and uh, you know we always you know I we would never I, I would say things like this in the past this ain't gonna ever happen 
for just what I just said a few minutes ago. I said, I never think that whites should let the country grow like that. But uh, there's going to have to be some showdowns, Joseph. Just plain yeah. old-fashioned showdowns. Uh, them are your kids. They can't tell you. You can't. They can't do that to your children. Take your kids yeah. out the place, and then move yeah. like I say to, or start firing these folks. Yeah. Well, take action. I mean, I'm trying to do the best down here in North Carolina. Look, I'm I'm, I'm going to run for office down here, state legislator. Can I do it? Can I get the support? Can I get the votes? I mean, I went out with uh, a couple people. I'm not going to say who. Uh, we went out. Uh, uh, petitioning the people one day with a clipboard and and uh, pat, and uh, uh, questionnaire thing or signature verification thing, and I got over a hundred signatures in two hours. So you know, uh, for support to run last time, and uh, but I just didn't make the timeline for the ballot. They wouldn't. I did I screwed up on my dates, and uh, I mean it was like last minute decision. But this time I got plenty of time, and I'm not going to have to get the signatures. So I'm going to. I'm going to. I all I have to do is primary. And guess what? The seat is open down here. The guy stepped down. So uh, uh, Jerry Carter stepped down. So our state legislative seat in my district is open right now. Now, according to the rules of North Carolina, the governor has to appoint someone temporarily until the seat is filled. So next election, guess what? I'm not running against anybody. The seat is open. So, I mean, I'm not running against somebody, but not an incumbent, you know? I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty good odds right there, leveling out the odds. I don't have to run against an incumbent, incumbent you know? I mean, uh, that, that helps me out a great deal. So uh, Jerry Carter stepped down. But that's a, a District 65 here in North Carolina. So um, we'll see what happens. Who knows? I don't know. I could end up in jail in two weeks, for all I know. <laughs> I mean, we all know. You know? I mean, the way things are going down here. Uh, but anyway, uh, Connecticut... What do you think? Why do you see things shaping out and shipping up and shaping up and whatever? Well, who's that? You know, you got oh, it's Connecticut. It, it, it got some good opinions here, you know. But if but if you look back on history or whatever, you know, it, it's not going to change too much. And th- things go back to normal soon. But will they get worse beforehand? Most likely. My question is, if we're pulling out of Afghanistan. What what's going to happen to the price of coke, crack, morphine, and all that? Is that is that going to skyrocket and everybody will be out on the street trying to trying to get their fill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, somebody put something in the chat room there. I don't know. Read this article. I can't get. To, I, I, let me see if I can copy it and read it for you. Uh, but uh, Sarge, go ahead. You got to do always a lot to say here while I get this. Stuff yeah, here. you know, uh, you know. Once upon a time, when people ask me to make predictions about the future or speculations about the future, I'd say to myself, "Well, I can reasonably assert that this is going to happen based upon this, and this is going to happen." But now they, things are proceeding so radically and uh, a, uh, and on a precipitous path from nowhere, out of nowhere. Madness just pops up. I'm afraid to make any prediction. Everything is mercurial. Everything is up in the air. I am witnessing things that I would have said just a year and a half ago or two years ago would not even be conceivable. So I just don't feel comfortable making any predictions except for something that's very, very specific. I can only say this, that unless this tide is arrested and turned back, this republic and our liberties are finished. We will be United States in name only, and they in a place I or I want any of my posterity 
or my children or grandchildren to live. It's not letting me read this article that someone put it in the chat room. I'm trying to read it. I got it national or something, and then it's going up on me. Promo codes, he codes, and then I got special offer. Get unlimited access for a dollar a week. I, I signed in. I got an account with him, but uh, it's not letting me uh, read the damn article. Uh, I'm trying to get it here. Somebody put it in the chat room. I'm trying to read it. So uh, see if I can get it, get to it. I would not let me profile now. Let me see. I'm trying to get to it. It's a New York Times article. Oh, uh, now I'm on the New York Times, but now I can't get to the article. Great. Uh, well, I'll keep trying to get at that. Um, let me see. I got seven eight one here that wants to talk here. Let me get him them on here. Seven eight one, go ahead. You're live. Oh my. Goodness. <laughs> um, hi. I was the one that post that put the article in the chat because I thought it was like. Well, why don't you it for us then? Go ahead and read it. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I'm actually getting the same thing you are. Uh, oh, you can't get it. Okay. Yeah, I know it's blocking me. It's blocking me from uh, reading. It's, it's, it's got a blocker, a pop-up yeah. blocker there. That's a lot, that doesn't let you uh, read it. Wait, let, me continue, well, let me continue with my Google. We got some good live radio tonight, man. I'm messing up big time. <laughs> <laughs> Based on the or the um based on the like picture and um Is the it's census does it have to do with the census? Is that what you're talking about? Are you, are yeah, you does it have to do with yeah. the census? Okay, so we're when, oh well, Bianca, you'll uh, that that's that this right up his alley there. He they know his numbers pretty good, I think, or Sarge. The uh, the white people are pretty much now the the, the, the minority, not the majority anymore. Or they're they, not their numbers twice, have dropped. The, the white population is declining for the first time in American history. The percentage of the population for the first time in the history of the United States since they started keeping the census. What do you think about that? What's up with that, huh? Well, we got turned in South Africa. Well, you know what, what helped? You, you know what hurt you was uh, abortions for one thing. Hell, black women aborted over 20 million in about a period of 30 years. Over 20 million. It's half the population. Yeah. So that hurts. Well, what, I mean, so how the heck is the whites still declining? What are they just not having children? I mean, yes, they're not having children. Yes, that's exactly it. They've, they've encouraged anti-family measures. White people and all people, really, but particularly white couples who used to be uh, assured practically if they worked hard, they got their education, they could have a home, get married, and raise a family. They are being disabused of this idea by all of these currents against it, against the nuclear family. It is deliberate. It ain't an accident. They're convincing women their primary job is to work for a soulless corporation and delay putting off children until they're, after, until they're older than 30 years of age. Maybe mm-hmm. a lot of women convinced of this. But, uh, but what about teen pregnancy and everything? I thought the numbers were up on that. You know, what not. You know, I mean, I, it just, I thought it, it averaged out. which ended in abortion. Well, yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't, I, I mean, I, I, I haven't looked into that, that yet. 
Well, and then and then remember, all these white people are dying as a result of oxycodone abuse. Remember, there you go, hundred thousand since two thousand seventeen. Yep. I mean, two thousand two thousand or nineteen ninety nine. Four hundred thousand ODs. Four hundred thousand. That's got another impact on the population. You all mean four million? You mean up. four million, Sarge? You mean four million, not four hundred thousand? You mean four uh, million that overdoses? I'm not, not dead. Uh, I, I don't know about dead. that. Let me look at that real quick. I'm going to pull that one up. All right, well, uh, let's do the, I, we, already did, we already did the closing thoughts. Show. Oh, 781, you got anything else you want to add there? Yeah. You called in kind of late here tonight. Oh, sorry. Um, That's all right. <laughs> um, no? No, I was just looking for articles. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you trying to share that article. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'll go ahead and uh, get you back on there. Mute. You just put, unmute yourself if you got something else you want to add before the end. We're going to get ready to wrap it up here. Um, just keep. Uh, get, yeah, oh, you're getting ready to be a senior in high school this year, so uh, get ready to go out into the real, real world. I guess. <laughs> I don't. know. I guess you live. In, I don't know. That's what they say. That's an old saying. But uh, what, what are you? What are you going to do? As soon as you get out of high school, you going into college? I think I asked you this while last night or the night before. Uh, if you did go to college, what university would you like to go to? Norwich University. Okay. It's a college up in like Vermont. It's really pretty. It's a military college, okay. so yeah. All right, cool. All right, good. All right, well, at least you, at least got, you know, most most people your age don't even—they're uh, talking about prison, you know, or or doing drugs, or uh, going to, you know, <laughs> watching a football game, or something Woo! stupid. Um, not 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 worried about their future. That's for sure. But uh, I guess we're gonna—I I guess I don't have anything else here for the platform here tonight. Uh, anybody else, Sarge? Anything else you want to add here? Uh, Carry on the show. We got some time. We got 26 minutes yeah, left. Yeah, I, I really think people ought to pay attention to this thing that Tucker Carlson brought up the other night. That, it, look, there, there. It, this affects all of us, but nobody. See, we've accepted it with the black community. The black community is informing two parent families because it's been so going on for so 60 something years. This has been happening in the black community. This is relatively new in the white community. And uh, they need to focus on it before it gets out of hand. See, everybody's kind of accepted it in the black community now. But it's becoming yeah. alarming that for the first time they're noticing that um, Native Americans are not adding to their numbers. This yeah. is disturbing. And then we got these crazy that. liberals. This is, this is it. These crazy liberal radical nuts of all races are celebrating it. Well, well, and you know I, another I, thing too. Uh, when it comes down to education of your kids, yes, your children should be taught the the STEMs, uh, sources, forces, courses that need for uh, them to be to pull down high wage and high salary jobs. But they should also be taught the history, especially the war history of this country, on what this United States and the people that have gone, what they went through in order for us to enjoy the, the things that we're enjoying today. They're not being taught that. It's being taught to be something that you should be shameful of. Ain't nothing to be shameful for. In many cases, you can see where the hand of God made a difference. It wasn't just by luck. Well, yes, it was luck. But people had to die and sacrifice. And that's not being taught, Joseph. 
Yeah. I got, I'm subscribed to the uh, United States Department of Census uh, and the uh, United States Department of Labor uh, uh, for some reason. I don't know. I, I get inside links there. I don't know. I guess because of my podcast show. But uh, I got to hear something here for, for you, Sarge. Um, you, asked, you were just talking about this. Excuse me. Uh, uh, news released. Uh, U.S. Department of Labor awards $1.8 million in funding to continue employment training services to combat Illinois' opioid crisis. Uh, Washington, D.C., U.S. Department of Labor announced the award of $1,866,000 in incremental funding to the Illinois uh, uh, Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity to support job creation and workforce training services in 13 counties affected uh, significantly by widespread opioid use, addiction, and overdose. Administrated, administered by the Department of Employment and Training Administration, the award is a allocation of a $5.6 million uh, National Health Emergency Dislocated Worker Grant awarded in July 2019. Now, how did they have that uh, grant before COVID? Because they're, they're doing it because of COVID, and, but it was in 2019. COVID didn't come out until 2020. <laughs> this funding will serve eligible individuals in Bureau, Carol Cook, Dwight, Dwight, excuse me, Joe Davies, Lake, LaSalle, Lee, Macon, uh, Ogle, Putnam, Whiteside, and Will Counties. You know those counties, Sarge? Very well. All right. Uh, supported by the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act of 2014, National Opioid Disaster Recovery dislocated worker grants to create temporary jobs and provide services and reintegrate workers affected by the crisis and train individuals to work in mental health treatment, addiction treatment, and pain management. So basically they're going to give them more pills, right? Yeah. <laughs> Pain management? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, at least there's a recognition right. of the fact that this problem is significant and that yeah. the, the, it's getting worse on the southern border thanks to the policies of the Biden administration. We're going to see this problem ramped up even more. But the worst part of it all is they're not going to address the policies of government at all level that is contrary and inimical to people wanting to form families. They're not going to touch that one. Listen, hey, what's this one about, guys? What's this one about here? The Equal Employment Opportunity Data posted pursuant to the No Fear Act. Section 301 of the Notification of Federal Employee Anti-Discrimination and Retaliation Act of 2002, the No Fear Act. What the hell is that, No Fear Act? I don't even know anything about that. Uh, Anybody hear I, about the No Fear Act? I think it has something to do with, does that have something to do with whistleblowers? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it has no fear act. No, it has to do with the uh, Department of Labor, Bureau of Labor Stats, uh, Employment and Training Administration, and Occupational Safety and Health Administration. So I guess it would have to do with, yeah, safety and health, right? People yeah, I think it's got to do with people who come forward to spill the beans about it, about what yeah, they see as safety and health. being wrong. Yeah. It does have something to do with whistleblowers, I think. Yeah, well, it has to do with the uh, – I get these from the Labor Department and uh, the podcast show. I remember prescri prescribing to all these – prescribing, excuse me, to all these uh, governmental uh, resources uh, uh, for numbers and whatnot for research. So they send them to me and whatnot. But they're pretty uh, instrumental and whatnot. They give me inside links and stuff to, you know, newsletters and whatnot, but I just don't ever really read them too much. And I can't – I'm not allowed to share the links. That's what it says on here. So, But I can sure read the stories because I'm, I'm considered the press, I guess, the media, according to these. So, so But, um, yeah, man, it was a good podcast show here tonight. We all had a 
So, oh, I got Eddie back on here. Let me bring Eddie back on. Go ahead, Eddie. Hey, what's happening, Joe? Sorry, I'm uh, a little late. I had a phone call I had to take. That's all right. We were well, discussing everybody? the opioid crisis. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know what? The, the war on drugs with the DEA and the federal government, it's a fucking joke. Uh, if, if they were serious, again, you know, it's amazing how, how everything can be tied to the fucking border. If our government was serious about opioids and heroin and drugs, uh, why haven't they secured the border like so many politicians every election cycle have promised to do but have never done it? Do you really think the government's responsible for bringing drugs into this country? Do you really think they're in on it? I mean, really? I mean, really, really? Or, or they're just bad actors within the government? Well, I mean, it's not it's not out of reach to believe that they're not, uh, considering how, you know, the United States is the foremost number one weapons arms dealer to any other country in the world, not to mention uh, the, the so-called uh, – Terrorist groups, like case in point, Africa. You know, it's amazing. All these death squads call themselves freedom something. It's always got freedom in it. Yet they're going around and killing everybody, and half the weapons that they use to do it have been tied to U.S. weapons. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Fast and well, the Furious ring a bell, anybody? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got this scorecard here for small businesses right here. And according to the U.S. Department of Labor, received an A-plus on the Small Business Administration recently announced fiscal year 2020 Small Business Federal Procurement Scorecard. So, well, of course they have. Uh, saying that uh, all is well with the small businesses. They say over fiscal year 2020, the department awarded $880 million in prime contracts and $166 million in subcontracts to small businesses, a 6.2, uh, 6% increase in prime contract dollars from last fiscal year. So basically, my uh, six-year uh, charge is uh, helping out small businesses more than Trump is saying. Of course they're going to say that, Joe, because, uh, you know, look at uh, look at the Biden administration. It's the most protected administration and the most sheltered and protected president we've ever had. Never mind uh, so many businesses, particularly small businesses, that were forced to go bankrupt and not never reopen again because of the COVID restrictions. Uh, and, and, you know, yeah. you hear Biden all the time on TV say, you know, we, we've created X, Y, Z amount of jobs this month. <clears throat> Sorry, Biden. Uh, you're, you're wrong there. <clears throat> those, those job numbers that you're getting of supposed job creation are actual businesses that have already existed now being allowed to reopen and reemploy. So you've yeah. not created – in fact, you've fucked this country more so <laughs> uh, than any other president in U.S. history. Congratulations. Uh, he should go down as the worst president and American history, but he won't because, again, he's the most yeah. protected president. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, the U.S. Department of Investigation finds North. Hey, what's Northeast Supermarket chain? Is that a big? Uh, uh, is that a? Is that up in your area, Eddie? Northeast? Well, that'd be Northwest. This is Northeast Supermarket right. chain miscalculated overtime for 3,000 employees. So they one of them got got the grant or whatever. But these are the stories that they send me on this uh this uh these links or whatever. So that's why I really don't read them because none of them really affect the nation in whole. But they got a newsroom part here where sometimes you get some good juicy stuff. But sometimes you don't want you know I don't want to like you know talk about it because I don't know if you know if I do you know I don't want to freaking <laughs> you know I don't want to get flash bang tomorrow morning. <laughs> well you know you you got to be willing to do it. it you know yeah. uh, the news isn't doing it. Uh, Newsmax uh, used to be 
in, in my opinion, pretty successful and big for a new uh, news agency. Uh, but they shot themselves in the foot <clears throat> when they invited Mike Lindell to come on and talk about the supposed election fraud and then had to read off their legal statement uh, that they were told to say because you're not allowed to question the election. I don't understand how you're going to have somebody come on your on your show to talk about election fraud and what they found and then over talk them and then get up and leave the newsroom. Uh, so a lot yeah. of conservatives uh, walked away uh, from Newsmax, just like they have with Fox, uh, just like they have with MSNBC, ABC, and uh, CNN. Yeah. Well, I don't know if anybody out there is listening. I mean, not too many people go in the chat room, but I can give some of these people these links if they want. Uh, you, I got to find your state's unemployment insurance information here. Unemployment well, insurance you know what program, you should do, Joe? Uh, yeah. Don't put the links in the chat. When you're done with your show, uh, you know, hit uh, edit to where you can edit the description of your show and put into the description. It'll give you the option of adding a URL link. So whenever somebody clicks on th this show, it'll have the links there and they can click it and see it for themselves. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah, because a lot of some of the stuff that some people could use, people that have lost their jobs. Or whatnot. Right. I mean, it's got FEMA.gov in here. It's got learn more about FEMA.gov, FEMA resources for people with disabilities. Uh, mm -hmm. Learn more about the ready.gov. Uh, learn more about sure. benefits.gov. I mean, some people need benefits, and uh, some people with disaster. I mean, your house get hit by a tornado or something. I mean, you know, I mean, some of this stuff right. some people could use. I mean, to help people out, you know. I, mean, I agree. They, they sure as hell don't advertise it on the news. That's for no, sure. No, no, they don't. Um, and it's it's by <laughs> it's intentional. That that's the thing. Yes. You got that right. You got that right. The, the less right, informed you are, ready to wrap it up. Well, the less right, likely you are to. No, I was going to say the the less informed you are, uh, the less likely you are to be able to fight the very system that's seeking to oppress and rule you. Just common well, sense. You're actually, yeah, you're actually right. But we did we did have a good conversation tonight about trying to create a third party in America because the two party yeah. bullshit system just isn't working. And to create, and you got, and you did good there by explaining the NSM, and because I had that question that guy asked me about, well, what if there's an NSM judge? Is he going to, you know, hang a black guy and let the white guy off? And you explained it perfectly and very professional. <laughs> well, 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 actually, I got seven comments on my uh, Twitter about that. You know, I see on my Twitter, my Facebook, uh, they they, uh, they messaged me. They were like, you know, hey, I didn't know that about the NSM. So, you know, hey, it's, what's fair is fair. The truth is the truth, and if you're going to stand up for the truth, then that's what we got to do. You know, that's right. So, all right. Anybody else one more thing before I go. We're, yep. Go ahead. Yeah, I just I just thought I I let everybody know this. Uh, th these two facts. Uh, well, first of all, the job creation is exactly right, and uh, there, there probably aren't that many new jobs really being created because the the amount that they state the government themselves are are creating fifty five to sixty five percent of those new jobs, but more importantly. You know, back in the uh, early 50s mid and mid-50s, when polio was around, every, everyone was getting a shot, you know, for the polio vaccine. Then they came out right. with an oral vaccine for polio. But, well, my last statement there, are things going to get better or, or how do you think they're going to work out? You know, I, I said I don't know, but I think they're going to get a lot worse. But the, the, after the first week, second week, third week of September, all dairy farmers in New York are required to uh, COVID vaccinate their their cows. So the How milk in the north. How stupid is that? 
Yeah, yeah. so the milk in the Northeast Unreal. may have it. How stupid wow. is that? You're, you're well, going to COVID vaccinate animals. That is the dumbest shit I have ever heard. Not not saying you are, by no means. I'm just saying whoever thought this shit up uh, definitely should be drug tested. Yeah, that's what the you farmers what? in the upstate New York are saying. Well, you know, I, here's they, what they say the excuse is. They say the reason for it is that animals provide a reservoir for the COVID vaccine, even if they don't get it themselves. That's what they I think say. they've been doing it all along. I think they've been vaccinating them all along. That's why they're getting people sticking spoons to meat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what I think. Yeah, well, you know. All right, guys. Hey, good podcast show tonight. Good podcast. Eddie, uh, we, we did ask everybody at the end, do you think things are going to get worse or better, and what do you see in the future happening to America? So I don't know if you want to take a jab at that before I go. I hope you things know. get worse because if things don't get worse, this whole we need a, th- a third party uh, alternative is going to die. Yeah. Yeah, vaccinating right animals is a backdoor method of vaccinating people. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, nothing new. Bleeding contaminated meat, you know. It must be something about this COVID vaccine. We just ain't looking in the right direction. Why is it such a damn effort to get everybody to take this? That, that tell me point. about it. Why? Why? And if I stay home up, upstairs here where I am, the chances of me getting hit by a car are slim to none. So don't go in the street. Well, we don't know about this vaccine, so I'm not taking it. Mm. Yeah. Blame me a bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, guys. Look, uh, there's hope end. out there because who knows? James Craig might become governor of Michigan, and Larry Elder might become governor of California. The, things are All right. up, and not everything <laughs> trending is bad. Well, well you got that right. Tomorrow night, night. There's, a, there's a glimmer of hope somewhere. <laughs> got a good echo here for some reason. I don't know what the hell is going on. All right, everybody, everybody's screwing up tonight. Bad show tonight, but we'll try to do a lot of editing, maybe. All right, good night, everybody. I feel like this all the time trying to politically awaken people that they're being lied to, that there's an agenda. It's not left or right. It's, hey, there's mind control going on. The signals broadcast 24 hours a day through all this media. Just become aware of it, and they'll say, there's nothing going on. And I want to say, put on these glasses or start chewing concrete. They have taken the hearts and minds of our leaders. They have recruited the rich and the powerful. And they have blinded us to the truth. The question is, do we all work for central bankers? That's what I want to address to our guests tonight. Our impulses are being redirected. We are living in an artificially induced state of consciousness that resembles sleep. An estimated 50 to 70 million Americans suffer from a sleep disorder or sleep deprivation. Outside the limit of our sight, feeding off us. Perched on top of us from birth to death are our owners. Latest census numbers prove the United States has the biggest gap between rich and poor compared to all westernized countries today. Our projections show that by the year 2025, not only America, but the entire planet will be under the protection and the dominion of this power alliance. The gains have been substantial, both for ourselves and for you.
the human power elite. And for the first time in all of human history, mankind is politically awakened. That's a total new reality. I've got one that can see. We can't be the only ones who can see. Unfortunately, you've grown up hearing voices that incessantly warn of government as nothing more than some separate sinister entity that's got at the root of all our problems. It's a new morning in America. Fresh, 